Pandemonium Reigns. Yo, welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. And forget all that intro stuff because I can't breathe. Because it's... Big facts. It's Tennessee and it's Florida. It's Neyland Stadium. It's CBS. It's 3.30. It's more than 101,000 since we've made renovations on the stadium. It's Checker Neyland. It's Mike. It's Dan in section whatever in watching in live and in person. And bro, I can't breathe. I can't either. I mean, if I had a time machine, it would be 345 on Saturday because something would have happened. I mean, maybe the game would have started because CBS. Uh, <laughs> now it's probably going to be 350. Who are we kidding? Um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, gosh, get us there, please. I just feel like Billy Ray Cyrus and my achy, breaky heart. I just can't handle all this pressure. So, this this episode dedicated entirely to Tennessee. This is I said Tennessee uh, to this orange cast because this is all we care about right now, man. This is yeah, it. This absolutely this is it. This is so. Uh, let's just kick things off here, man. Is, is this a is this a game? <sighs> Excuse me. Is this a career defining game for Josh Heupel if he wins this? I, yes, I, I think that it is because I don't even want to know. I mean, it's definitely at least former. You got to go to former at least to a coach that beat Florida in his second year at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how many previous coaches should have done that, but Jones certainly should have. Uh, Pruitt, Florida was they, – they definitely picked up quicker under Mullen than we did under Pruitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jones certainly should have – you know, Lane made it sound like – it was going to be a runaway. I mean, yeah, this is a career-defining win if if we do this because of the series that it is. Now, let me ask you this. If this is a loss for us, what kind of trajectory does this send the Hypel era down? Um, off the cuff, it's, it's not good um, because, again, a game that you should win – um, the you know, the voodoo of this series, it shouldn't matter at the end of the day. The players, the stats – um, I mean, just everything points Tennessee in this. Tennessee's a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. That number's not really moved a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, Vegas is confident. Um, the players should, frankly, be confident. They they should have a great game plan, I think, for Florida. Not that they won't have a great one for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this, this should just be a game where confidence just flowing out of every – poor of your skin and and i mean they should just be confident and and they should they should win this game frankly um so yeah if you lose it i think that sets up a terrible trajectory because you got a small window again where maybe florida figures it out under napier maybe they don't we've seen weird things happen there where Mm -hmm. coaches just haven't worked for whatever reason but they've still beat tennessee so you you can't continue that Mm -hmm. you know you you keep using the word should and how many times have we have we been in this situation as tennessee fans where we were going into this week saying we we should win this, or when it was over, we should have won that. My mind goes back to 2007. My mind goes back to 2015. My mind goes back to 2000. Gosh, what was that? 13? Was that 14? Uh, 14. Yeah, we're well. 13 was a pretty terrible game for both teams as well, right? That's true. No, that's true. That I was mean, a, that was a vintage backup quarterback game because Driscoll. Got hurt pretty severely, um, and I think Jacoby Brissett came in, and we were like, "What?" Yeah. So Tennessee was like, "No, you win it." Florida's like, "No, you win it." 
And finally, we went back and forth, and Florida said, okay, you know, we'll win it, sure. That's whatever. what we do. We'll yeah, win it. yeah, sure. So we said this in 15, you know, we were right there in, in 17. There, there's been several times where Tennessee's been better on paper. Tennessee's better, been better in the roster department. But Florida just keeps finding a way to do it. We're Absolutely. About, we're about 16 of the last 17. Yeah. And and the the rivalry, you know what? It it's the exact opposite of Tennessee, Kentucky, unfortunately. Uh, now, with the caveat that it's not as ex- extensive, you know, there's not 60, 80, 100 wins for one team. It's it's right. literally 31 to what is it? Uh gosh, I've seen this so many 31, times. 20, something like that. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds right. And I mean, again, you go back to the start of the streak, it was neck and neck. Yeah. Um, and it used to be a top 10, top five matchup every year. That's why it still has meaning. Um, and then you add in all of the crap at Tennessee and fans wanting to exercise demons. I think players ready to exercise demons. Um, yeah, absolutely. So my question is, if we don't do it tomorrow, when are we? Because because all signs are pointing to us. So let me, let me let me ask you this: What has you worried going into this game? Um, yeah, the thing that has me worried is Richardson's legs. Um, I mean, they just they are he he's so dynamic and so powerful and uh-huh. and fast. Um, now, granted, he's not ran like he did against Utah since week one uh-huh. when he played Utah. Um, and people on both sides think that he's banged up and think that he's hurt. They think that he got nicked in the Kentucky game. Um, but his legs worry me because it, Tennessee has to continue doing what they've done. They have to continue to fill gaps on the offensive line, and they have to continue when a play does go outside to peel off of their man and, and corral it quickly. Um, and then outside of him, they've done really, really well creating lanes for those backs. I mean, all of the backs – have, have really looked pretty nice. Um, not many of them. I would say ETN's probably your biggest home run hitter. Uh-huh. Uh, the younger Etienne. Uh, Trevor? Gosh, Trevor, yes. Yeah. yeah. Or Travis. Trevor? Travis. The younger ETN brother. We're yeah, old, he's bro. the home run hitter. We're getting old. Uh, I've looked at this stuff too much. I'm just saturated with it, oversaturated. But, yeah, <laughs> they look good. And then I do like Tennessee's receiver room. I like Hyatt. I like Rue McCoy. I like Romel Keaton. I like them all, but I like Cedric Tillman the most, and it looks like highly questionable is the best word that you can find for him for Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what worries me the most is everything that I said in the beginning of the sh- beginning of the show. Sold out, checker kneeling, college game day is there. Josh Pate late kick is there. Barstool is there. Can our team handle this pressure? Because this is the first time in the Hypel era. Yes, it's only year two. Where now Ole Miss was probably I don't know I guess a close second is a fair way to word it, but this this one's next level. I mean Knoxville is is going Neyland alone is going to be wild, but Knoxville alone is going to be wild in itself. I mean you're going to have the Vol Vol Navy watching the game outside of the stadium. You'll have I mean it's it, everywhere you turn in Knoxville, all eyes are going to be on this game. So. Can Hypel do a good job? And this is the part that concerns me the most. Outside of the injuries to Tillman and to Jabari Small and containing Anthony Richardson, which I think are all legitimate, can we handle the pressure? Yeah, that's great. Because we have not seen this yet. 
Yeah. Um, and, and you're right. It's not like they've faced it yet. Um, these players have, have not been on good football teams for Tennessee yet. I mean, a lot of them just haven't. It's yep. been a, of the, the down 15, 20 years, it's, it's been among the worst stretch of it for these players. Yep. So it's new to them, which I think is partly good. They don't have a bunch of, oh, you should have won that, but you didn't games. Right. Um, so I think that's good, but boy, I, the pressure, hopefully they're not feeling it because um, it wouldn't take much for the the crowd that will be insane to become anxious and nervous. Hopefully the yeah. players do not embody that. Yeah. So if you're Coach Heifel, what are you telling these guys? I mean, are you are you dumbing it down or are you calling them to calling them to the to the challenge? Like, how are you approaching this? Yeah, I think I'm calling them to the challenge, and I think that's what he's doing. Um, I saw one comment I think from today from Heifel where he was talking about what a privilege it is for all these eyes to be on Knoxville, to be on this team, what a privilege it is. I mean, and I, I agree with that because it's, it's obviously no good. And we've seen it to just be in the dungeon of college football and for no one to care, no one to be looking. Um, you know, it's good that you got these people in the media that seem, I mean, you can't convince me that they don't hate Tennessee when they're talking about, Oh, game day, you had one job, Absolutely. go to Kansas Duke. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I like his approach if that's his approach to the players. And I, I have no reason to believe that it's not of what a privilege this mm-hmm. is to have all these eyes. Because if you think about these players, this is a great opportunity for them to showcase next level talent that they have put on a show for the entire world and country, the way that, you know, Dobbs did at times and, and, and the good players that we've had over the last few years have done. Um, you know, Jennings and in, in that 2016 game and that gosh, Derek Barnett in that 2016 game. I mean, took it over goodness, man. Yeah. He took it over. He absolutely did. So again, I agree with him. I hope that's his approach. What a privilege it is. Just go execute the way that you've done uh-huh. um, in the start of the season. And uh, there's that word again, should, uh-huh. it should be a very positive outcome. Uh-huh. No, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in total, total agreement. I, I, I think if I'm hopping, I'm saying, Hey, Hey dudes, this is why you came here. Tennessee, Florida. Let me let me tell you about when I was back in Oklahoma. What what Tennessee, Florida was, you know, from an outsider perspective. Yeah, I I don't listen. I'm a youth pastor, so I I'm in I'm in a younger culture most of the time, and a lot of these dudes just don't know about this rivalry. But in the '90s, this was this was like the rivalry of the conference, and even before before that, it was Tennessee, Bama. So. I'm telling you, listen, if you didn't come here to play in this game, don't strap it up. Just just stay in the locker room. We'll figure it out without you. Um, yeah. I don't I don't want to dumb this down because there's a, there's a hundred plus thousand dudes and dudettes out in that stadium who paid a lot of money to be here. Go play and go play your rear end off. Uh, do what we do. Put points on the board. Move the chains. And let me get into a thing that I'm that I'm worried about here. This is going to segue well. We cannot get behind the sticks offensively, especially early. Yes, uh, which which is is what we're doing. We did it against Pitt. We've done it against Ball State. Well, excuse me, not against Ball State. Against um, who was that? Notre Akron. Name? Akron. Uh, just slow starts. I, I don't like this. I I feel that if we can get ahead early on a Florida, kind of like we did against Missouri last year, where we just put points up, uh, quick, fast, and in a heartbeat, then Florida's going to go, oh crap. Right. Yeah. And we will make Anthony Richardson extremely uncomfortable. 
Uh, and again, rumor is that there is some kind of injury that he is dealing with. Um, either way, let me just say this. I don't, I don't know what he's dealing with. Even if he isn't, I don't know that I still like him as a passer. Yeah. I, you know, I'm like, this is going to sound weird. I don't know a better way to say it, but the way that he's played against Kentucky and USF, because he played fairly well against Utah. I mean, it's honestly good yeah. win. Um, and fasty, fasty, scrappy Utah. Sure. But the way that he's played since then, I'm kind of like, yeah, dude. I, I hope you're not. You haven't been at 100. percent I hope you've been playing hurt because what are, what are you doing? Like, yeah, what are you doing? Um, and again, you know, if if he's healthy, he's a fantastic talent. Um, his running ability scares me more than his arm, but his arm is huge, and he's a great athlete. Yeah. Um, now I will say I don't love I don't love what he's got to throw to. Um, a lot of similar dudes where they're just bigger guys that don't necessarily, you know, back your defense way, way up. Um, I, in fact, I hope Tennessee presses up more than they've shown to this point, um, okay. especially a guy like Kamal Haddon, because I think he could really, really get good opportunities on Saturday. But, you know, yeah, I, I like Pearsall probably more than the others to transfer from Arizona State. But, mm -hmm. you know, they just – the other guys, they don't put that fear of God in me like Florida's had before. Um, so yeah, I'm wanting to see a little bit more, you know, tighter coverage from the, from the snap for Tennessee. Yeah. And, and I think that would be a smart way to play it. Um, and then I think Kentucky gave you a blueprint as well for just the things that you need to do. Um, you know, I want to see Beasley or Banks find Richardson at all times. Give me either one. Um, I don't want to see the amount of pressure that we've shown at times. I know it's been effective against passing teams and have been effective at rushing quarterbacks. So I do want to see some of it, but calm that down just a little bit, make him beat you passing the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and again, you know, corral that running game as best you can. I know they're going to try it because it's, they've proven that's what they want to do, mm -hmm. but make Anthony Richardson beat you passing the ball. Absolutely. So you just gave me material. So you said that you don't really want to come at him a lot, kind of like we did against Keaton Slovis and, and Pitt. If you will remember, I'm going to use an illustration that nobody here is going to understand. Um, Mike and I still play NCAA 14. Years ago, we ran uh, a league with multiple people, and we met a very good friend out of the state of Mississippi, and this guy would love to hold on to the ball and play keep away from you. And I told Mike, listen, all you got to do is just give him the short stuff because he's going to make a mistake. Play the long game. Don't try to hurry up and get off the field. Play the long game. I think if we can play the long game with Anthony Richardson, he's going to make a mistake somewhere. Great point. Great point. I, but at the same time, here's my concern. If we get in some three and out situations for our offense where we're, you know, not, not, not move the chains, move the chains, three and off the field. But I'm talking about three plays off the field. And then they put a drive together where they run it with Etienne and they run it with Wright. They run it with Richardson. They put like an eight or nine, ten play drive together. And then our defense, or excuse me, our offense goes back out, and we go three and out, or we do we move the chains one time, and then and then we're off the field. Now we're getting into some hairy situations because they've got a lot of confidence. Hey, we can move the ball on the ground. There's there's a couple things here that really worry me, and I I know that the the game isn't uh, defined in just a couple plays. This which will which which one quarter will hold. So the long game, four quarters, I, I like us to be able to put points on the board. But there's a, there's a couple little things, there, especially in the beginning, how this how this game starts, I think, is going to be so important. 
um, because I don't think that we can give these guys confidence, especially well, like a worst case scenario for us is they move the ball. Let's say they, 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 they take the opening kickoff. They move the ball uh, pretty, pretty well with the running game, run up the middle. Richardson finds a 15 yard pass there, a, a nine yard pass here. And then those his first touchdown pass, let's say from inside the 10. Now the dude's got confidence. Oh, I can do this, right? Not what we want. Not, right. not what we want uh, at all. So there's several things there that worry me. So we've talked about that a little bit. Now, w- what makes you look at this and go, I feel so good about this? The, the things that make me feel good are <laughs> what we do is we run plays. I mean, honestly, we run 80, 90 plays a game. If you can do that, you're going to severely challenge their the defensive front. Yeah, the secondary, but they're probably going to have a little bit more stamina than those guys in front that are mm-hmm. that are going to war every down. Especially big number twenty one. Gosh, I can't remember his name. Um, big number twenty one, four hundred pounder for Florida. You're going to yeah. challenge the heck out of that guy, um, Brenton Cox. You're going to challenge the heck out of him, Gervin Dexter. As already Desmond played, Watson. Like, Desmond Watson. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Gervin Dexter has already played like a hundred and. 50 or something crazy snaps this year i mean you're going to challenge those guys if you just seriously drive the field and i'm not saying tennessee take time off the clock change what you do but i'm saying if you pick up first downs on your way to a touchdown or heck even a number of field goals Mm -hmm. then you're really going to challenge them and make life heck for them in the fourth quarter and third quarter Mm -hmm. um run as run as many plays as you can bring that tempo i love our tempo in this game love it um now, here's the thing that I love. If Ventrell Miller is out of that game, the middle linebacker there at Florida, and I'm not saying they don't have other dudes, but there's been so many people break down how important he is. Yeah. Um, quarterback in that defense. Yeah. Quarterback in the defense. It showed against USF when they almost gave up 300 yards rushing. Hey, guess what? USF also has a very dynamic quarterback. Yeah. Probably not the passer that Hendon Hooker is, maybe even a better runner, but he's dynamic. And he was part of that run game, and they almost ran for 300 yards against Florida. South Florida. Mm-hmm. South Florida almost ran for 300 yards. So, mm-hmm. I, I like our game running the ball if we can get Hendon involved with mm-hmm. smart design runs, not your crap, you know, your, hey, we're going to run a draw here. I don't want to see a bunch of draws. I want to see them pushing them outside, making them run sideline to sideline. Mm-hmm. I think these things factor greatly in Tennessee's favor. And then the depth of that secondary is not what it usually is for Florida. I've, I've looked at this before. The sheer numbers are were, were kind of crazy when I looked at them before. I mean, they list on their roster back in the summer, they listed like six corners on the on the official roster on their website. Mm-hmm. And a few safeties, like looks like nine safeties that they listed, nine plus. But mm-hmm. that's not the depth that you usually see from Florida. Uh, they have a, a flat case for DBU, not what it used to be. Um, right. But, you know, it's not what it used to be. So I like the matchups for receiver versus DB, man, especially – especially if you can get them out of position and get any of our receivers on a linebacker, a guy in the slot, Lord, I love that. Um, and I think that just has big play potential, six points on the board potential for Tennessee every time. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, and apparently there's a rumor out there that they're not going to rotate or or put Desmond Watson out there unless they're in some short-yarded situations, which is a little confusing because once he's on the field, especially if we've got the whole field to work with. He's out there. He's stuck. Yeah, he starts to drive. He's out there. And, and gosh, I, I, w- I want to see him, frankly, because I think if, you know, again, if we get rolling down the field, he's out there for that drive. There's no way to get him off the field without faking an injury, calling a timeout, 
just something stupid. Yeah. Um, absolutely stupid taking place. You know, he's not coming off the field. And we've named, I think, three dudes in that front seven. Uh, well, if you if you count the front seven, we've named a couple more. But if you name just the front, you look at Brenton Cox, great player, mm-hmm. uh, made a big difference in that South Florida game, transferred from Georgia. Uh, we've named Desmond Watson, and we've named Gervin Dexter. They, there's just not many names behind those guys. I mean, you, you look at Gervin Dexter playing 150 or 100-plus snaps to this point yeah. through three games. I mean, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. That's insane. That's thin. Um, I, I really, really like that. I, and you know, whether Tennessee goes down the field or they in – a, in a drive, that is, driving the field, picking up first downs, or they, they hit big plays for touchdowns, mm-hmm. I think you can break this Florida team early if you'll do it. Um, I think – I think a 13 or a 10 to 13 point lead in the first quarter. I think you could salt. Not, I'm not going to say salt that thing away, but I think you continue to build on that. And if you make Florida pass from the standpoint that they're trailing, mm-hmm. I mean, again, just talking about increasing your win probability, I think exponentially. Yeah. I want to talk about hooker running for a second. I think that hooker brings quite the weapon to the table with his legs. However, I think there's some, there's a little thing that he can do, and call me crazy for this, there's a little thing that he can do that will frustrate the heck out of Florida, and that's simply just sliding because they won't be able to get the shot on him. Yeah. E- either slide or get out of bounds because he's – it's not that he's a careless runner. It's almost like he just doesn't have his feet underneath him when he runs. He just kind of does whatever he does to dodge, and he doesn't have his feet underneath him which really worries worries me. But, you know, I get to see a lot of high school ball up close. It frustrates defenses when a quarterback takes off running and you don't get to, like, even bring him to the ground. He slides. You know, you want the tackle at least. So, if he can do that, you know, maybe some some zone reads and on second two or, you know, uh, even, in, even in, in the red zone situations where he can slide or get out of bounds and just kind of piss those – the, the Florida defense off. Uh, so, yeah, I think there's a lot to be excited about um, on our end. I have, again, I still have my concerns, but um, I think if we get into halftime and Tennessee has anywhere between, let's say, 21 or 24 total points, then we are playing Florida's game. Florida has us playing their game. I think we're going to need a little bit more than that. And and that will be the indicator that we're playing their game or they're playing our game. Does, okay. does, that, does that make yep. sense? Because mm-hmm. Florida is going to want to chew clock, right? Listen, absolutely. You can't run plays if you don't have the ball. I mean, it's 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 an age-old um approach to this. Can't do it. Um also fans, don't be surprised if you see a lot of fake injuries because that just seems to be what happens in these big time games but I think if we're looking at let's say a let's say a 21 13 Tennessee lead going into half Florida I guarantee Napier is going to walk into that locker room saying guys we're good yeah we we got this we can do it I'm with you I I, again like if Tennessee is going to start fast in a game at all this season because they've not done it yet we've talked about it if they're going to start fast in a game, this is the week to do it um, because I think you can just – it looks like Anthony Richardson's not totally comfortable whether he's healthy or not. But if you put that extra extra added pressure plus the environment plus the depth that we've talked about, being thin, 
um, and not necessarily being able to have just the dudes to stretch the field necessarily, Mm -hmm. then uh, I think you just, you you make him start itching, man. I think he he gets itchy. um, And I I don't necessarily think he, kind of like I've talked about with Will Levis before, I don't think he trusts what he sees a lot of times. I think there's been times where he could have made throws. Mm -hmm. The throw was there. Yeah. And he just didn't do it. Um, so again, if there's a game that you're going to start fast, make it this game because it's it's just an opportunity to bear them early. I think. Yeah. Um, and, and just take the life out of them and the fight out of them early. Absolutely. No, I I totally agree. Um, and if 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 I had to choose, do I want this to be a slugfest or do I want this to be a shootout? Give me the shootout because I don't know that Florida can handle that pressure. But if it's a slugfest, I don't know that we can handle that pressure. We're just we just haven't proved it yet. We haven't. Yeah. I mean, we've played Akron and Ball State, man. I mean, yeah, that's it. And that's yeah. another another thing that worries me is is Florida's Florida's a little bit battle tested. Yeah, you know they they had a big game by hosting Kentucky. You know what? They're battle tested. Say what you want about going toe to toe with a USF. They it was ugly. They found a way to do it, but they mm-hmm. found a way to do it. They've got yeah. a they've got a They've got a good win, at least what I think is a good win against Utah. I've heard some of their beat writers say it was an ugly win. Um, okay, agree to disagree. But all nonetheless to say, we've played two high schools and they've 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 won some battles. And so that worries yeah. me a little bit. No, they've played 12 stressful quarters. They really have. Um, and Tennessee's played four stressful quarters, just or well, and and in overtime, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. Um, but you know. The other battle tested. I hope that it's that it's worn them down. I don't think that they probably worn down coming into week four, but there's injuries on both sides, both teams. Um, I do think that Ventrell Miller is probably a worse injury to have. I think you'd rather be without a Cedric Tillman than without your middle linebacker facing the tempo that Tennessee will bring, whether it's mm-hmm. successful or not. You're gonna that's gonna just be added pressure to get the play in, know where you're at, know what's have any idea of what's coming. Um, and there's been mixed reports. Some some people have made it sound like there's not a chance he'll play. Others are saying that he's gearing up for it. If he's not at full speed, though, you know, I mean, if you put Tennessee's 11 out there against, you know, a 10 and a half or a 10 for Florida, I don't think that bodes well. Um, just going to be very fascinating to watch whether he's able to go, what speed he's at, um, all those things. Yeah. So, historically, this game, and I think this is something that Philip Fulmer used to say, that this game usually comes down to – who wins the rushing battle. I don't necessarily think that's the case this, this go around. I think yeah. that we can win this game through the air. However, what is our ground game going to have to do in order to win this game? You think I, I want to say, I, I said this around the pit game. I don't know for a fact, and it could have just been us talking, um, but I think around the pit game that I said, if Tennessee runs for 100 buck, 25 buck, 50, then it's bad news for pit. And I don't think Tennessee did that. Uh, when you factor in the sacks and the things like that. But I think there again, if Tennessee pushes, I'll say 150 rush yards, then then I think that's a win with ease. Okay. But I think as long as you're above, you know, 75, approaching 100 yards, then I think that that means you're, you're finding your usual success in the past game. Tennessee mm-hmm. does love to run the ball. That's mm-hmm. a, a misconception that we've talked about, the fact that it's an air raid or something like that. They love to run the ball. I'm giving Hendon Hooker at least at least 10 design runs this game if it's me. That's just what I'm doing. I think it's fair. Make them stop it to the outside, make those guys run sideline to sideline. If it's a 3-yard pickup, if it's a neg- if it's a loss of 2, they they had to run it, 
you did too, but but I think your depth prevails in that in that matchup. And I think that you then could run things off of that, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that there's there's twists that they could show off that speed option if they wanted to. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably just something that they wanted Florida to have in their mind when they're mm-hmm. preparing. Um, but man, I, I want this, I want the runs, I want I want to test the edges, absolutely test the edges mm-hmm. um in this game. And I want it to be probably at least 10 times with Hinden Hooker. I love that. I love it a lot. Make them defend everything. Make them Absolutely. defend it all. Uh, going back to this pit game, we just didn't rush well. Of course, we didn't rush much, period. Jalen yeah. Wright led us nine carries, 47 yards. Hendon was uh, not – well, I say right behind him, but he was 15 for 27. Jabari Small had 10 carries, 17 yards. So, not good. That was good no. for 91 total yards. Still find, found a way to win where Abinacanda for Pitt was 25 for a buck 54. So – the good news is that we found a way to win when we were when we lost that rushing game. The bad news is we really lost that rushing game. Yeah. And I don't know if that we can keep doing that. No, no, not sustainable. And the game is not what it used to be in terms of run, defense and running the ball. It's not what it used to be, but it's still such a benefit when you can do it. Um, and and that's heck, that's what Florida's trying to do. They they love to run those traps they love to pull those guards man they they love to create those lanes for those backs and of course they run to love to run anthony richardson when he's healthy um it'll be fascinating to see where he's at i think we'll learn early we're gonna learn early in this game i think how it's gonna go um and and i think early play calling within the first two drives for each team are gonna tell possibly the entire story of where these teams are at yeah not only that i think we're really gonna find out the hendon hooker of 2022 that's you know a, what I'm saying. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Because we're, we, so far, we've seen a different one. But let's let, keep it on conversation with this 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 rushing attack. The ability to run is so mental for the cue. If we get into a third one situation and we're late in the third quarter and we haven't been able to run, Hendon's going. All right, well, it's on me again, right? But yep. if we can, if if we're if we're if we're getting, let's say, four point two yards per carry or or three point eight, you know, then Hinton's going, cool. It ain't on me this time. We can get this right. You know, yep. I, I can I can breathe a little bit, which is huge for him. Like I, I he just kind of strikes me as the guy. Not that he can't handle the pressure, just more so like, hey, can we? <laughs> can can y'all help me out a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah. But but anyway, so you know what? Uh, I I just I'm so terrified of 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 being hurt. No, no, I, I feel you. You mentioned earlier today that Florida has ten plays of twenty or more on the season, and I just want to mention what Tennessee yeah. has. Um, right. and and I told you as well. I didn't verify this, but I I would bet if Florida has ten plus, I'm sorry, ten plays of 20 yards this season, I would bet that nine or 10 of those are running plays. Um, Richardson's long pass on the year's 33 yards. So at least he has one of those, if, if that, uh, okay. but Tennessee has 20 plays of 20 yards or more, exactly 20 plays. Okay. So twice as many there. Um, but, 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 but let me interrupt you real quick. In, sure. Inferior opponents. Yes, absolutely inferior. Uh, Tennessee had five plays of 20 yards or more against Pitt. The other 15 came against ball state and Akron and the five against Pitt were all pass plays. Now, again, I think that Tennessee could hit five plays, pass plays of 20 yards or more against Florida. I, re- I really do. I yeah. think those opportunities will be there. I think Hyatt's a burner. 
Um, and he could do it whether it's a line, of, uh, a line of scrimmage throw on a screen, or I think he could do it burning those guys deep or taking a slant to the house like he did last week. Mm-hmm. Um, different level of opponent coming, no doubt. Sure. But I really, really like this pass game as long as the front holds up and they've proven to be a better pass blocking team, Tennessee. Yes. Then I think that the, the pass game will have success with or without Cedric Tillman. Yes. And I think if he can go, he probably will go. I mean, it's, it's the Florida game. It's just what you got to do. Right. Do you, you got a bye week coming? Do you think, as far as pass pro goes, do you think that the front for Pitt is better than Florida? And if you do, do you think that Brenton Cox is a better pass rusher than anybody that Pitt had? I think it is. It's between somewhere between very possible to very likely that Brenton Cox will be the best edge rusher that Tennessee's faced. Um, so I'll be fascinated to watch. He's gonna he's gonna line up on both sides. Mm-hmm. So I'll be fascinated to watch Darnell Wright and Gerald Mincy line up against him. Mincy's ready for it. He's been tweeting at him since I think after the pit game, talking about I'm ready for you, bro, or what have you. Um, so I think they're ready for it. And frankly, um, Pitt has a little bit more of a tendency to rush you right up the middle. They've got those tackles. Um, mm. and, and I think they're a the deeper point. group. I think they've got a deeper group than Florida's got, but probably oh, Brittany sure. Cox will be the top dude that they face so far. Um, and, and again, I like this team in pass pro, so hopefully they hold up or Tennessee finds a way to use that, you know, aggression and that, that ready to jump the snap mentality of Brenton Cox against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this game, just on this conversation right here, I think this game is going to come down to our offensive line versus their front seven. And if we can, if we can win consecutively, win that matchup play after play, I feel, I feel really, really good. I feel absolutely. I, I almost don't care what, what Florida does offensively. Absolutely agree. I mean, if we're keeping him clean, then they're in trouble. Yeah. Um, if we're giving him time to throw, then gosh, they're, they're just in such huge trouble. Um, I mean, seriously, I, I may, maybe the, the way this has changed is that it's no longer who rushes for more yards. It's who keeps your quarterback cleaner, who gives him more time to throw things of that nature, um, which is very similar to the rushing yardage total, but not quite mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, one last thing that, that concerns me before we land the plane here in that special teams, we've got to get this, this, this punt block situation figured out. We can't have any muff punts. We can't do anything special teams related to give them momentum, to give them, especially to give them points, to give them field position. A muffed punt in a game like this, that's not going to bode well. You, you don't no. need you don't need to give Anthony Richardson the ball on our thirty yard line. Nope. You need to make him go. 70 yards as Every many time. times as you can because they would have to run for a lot of that 70 is what they've proven to pick it up yeah absolutely absolutely so so th- there's a couple things uh obviously that bother me uh sustaining drives not making mistakes on special teams defensively not having bust filling gaps which we've i think through three games we've done better than we did last year i mean matt corral ate us alive when our with our inability to you know, fill gaps. Uh, a couple other cues that we played last year did the same thing, but Matt Corral just still haunts me. Um, so I can't. I will. I will not be okay as a, a father and a husband if Anthony Richardson runs wild. Yeah, all night. This this is not going to be okay. Absolutely. Um, but let's uh, let's begin to land the show. Give me a 
I know that we've already done this. We did this at the beginning of the season, but a lot has happened since then. So give me a final projection, Tennessee, Florida. All right. I had this in my head a minute ago thinking about this, uh, and I, I literally already forgot uh, what I was going to say. So kind of winging it just a hair, Tennessee, 37, Gators, 23. 37-23. So how does that mean that unfolds? So Tennessee – I think I think the Tennessee offense as it stands is going to be good for about a touchdown per quarter plus against good to above average, not necessarily elite defenses. Um, Florida, I think, will be settling for some field goals with that 23. That would be roughly two touchdowns, three field goals, or that's what it would be. Um, they do have a leg, um, you know, crowd will be a factor of that. Um, execution will be a factor in that. Um, but again, that's just, I, I think I like the matchups well enough to say Tennessee, two touchdowns covering that 10 and a half going out, forget the streak. Okay. All right. I'm going to say 35, 24. I'm going to say that our nightmare scenario of our, the start that we've talked about actually happens that we get off to a slow start because it's, it's what we've done through three games. It's, it is our current history. It's what we're doing. However, our defense steps up, which is, again, what we've done this year, holding them to some field goals, uh, hopefully some missed field goals. Uh, offense starts to pick it up, and when it does, it turns out to be too much for Florida and for Anthony Richardson, and it gets to a point where Richardson feels like he has to win this with his arm, and he just can't. Uh, he seems like, honestly, like all bias aside, he seems like a really good kid. You know, He does. He, he, speaks, does. he speaks really well. He, he seems friendly. Seems like a really good teammate. However, right now on in September, at the time of this recording, 22nd, 2022, I don't like him as a passer. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I just don't like it. Especially mm -hmm. if he's hurt. If he's hurt, I don't like him as a runner. You know? Absolutely. I mean, the kid is electric. Praying to the football gods that he doesn't have a Heisman campaign on Saturday. Uh, but I'll take I'll take the balls 35 Florida. 24 that sounds good i was there the last time two times we beat them you and i are gonna be there this time praying that it's the same result as 04 in 2016 praying that this is a more common occurrence um and i think that this this definitely will be one occurrence where the streak is broken let's let's hope for it uh i'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast this orange cast episode you are a tennessee fan so be in prayer for us if you're not there. Um, <laughs> make sure you're praying for Dan and Mike because we will be there. And uh, the last time I was at a Tennessee Florida game, it was 2015. And uh, things did not go well there in games of Florida. Anyway, with that said, GBO, go Vols. This is Pandemonium Reigns. I'm Dan. He's Mike. Make sure you're subscribing. You're following us. Listen. If we win this game, go subscribe, share, and follow. If we lose this game, go do the same thing because you love us and you love the orange. Don't give me this crap. I'm looking for a new team. Shut up. Go follow us on Pandemonium Reigns. We love you guys. Have a great weekend. God bless and go ball. PBO. Pandemonium Reigns.